Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Your femininity is not a tool for manipulation. Make yourself irresistible. Let me tell you that. <laughs> the Like the rise of feminine energy content and just like this whole desperation to find yeah. a man means that we're now listening to any man. Yeah. No. Yeah. And this even sounds very weird coming out of my I'm mouth. I'm telling you, we're different people. Season two, we've transformed beings. We've transformed a little bit. <laughs> but I love what you said about listening to men. Because... <laughs> Oh, this is going to sound so controversial. (laughs) We love it. Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee. And we are your online big sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about the rise of the high value men caricature. The pressure that men are under to be a high value man and the pressure for women to secure a high value man. Oh yes, we have seen the rise (laughs) of the high value man take storm Mm -hmm. on social media and beyond. And we'll be talking about the ramifications of the high value man on masculinity, femininity and intimacy within relationships. Stay tuned. It's actually crazy that we are on video. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Everyone can see Renee's preface. Oh, please. Um, now, it means I actually have to look nice now. <laughs> These times will come roll up in the studio looking dusty. Oh, we were looking hella crusty. But I'm so like happy that now it feels like you're more in the conversations yeah. and you can see our hand gestures, our new setup, all mm-hmm. of it. Um, Courtney's facial expressions. Renee's facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> Renee's facial expressions um and also we're bringing you longer episodes now for everybody who is listening on Apple and Spotify you may not know but we have also started doing like a video podcast I don't know if that's what they call it but you can basically go and watch the full episodes on YouTube now and please do subscribe definitely share the video so that people can get to know more about the sisterhood and just hear more of our conversations because I'm not gonna lie this one on high value men and women sis it's it's about to be really (laughs) I'm so excited for this one, honestly. So am I, so am I. But we said that we were going, we literally made this announcement on Instagram that we're going to be bringing longer episodes. um, And we are going to be discussing your dilemmas and giving you solutions to your dilemmas. So if you were thinking about how you're able to send a dilemma to us, you can either DM us on Instagram at to my sisterhood or on Twitter, or you can email us on hello at to my sisters.com and we will answer your questions for you um, here on the podcast. We're only going to be able to do one a week, but (laughs) (laughs) but um it's better than nothing and hopefully it will give us time to give you a good quality answer right yeah, yeah. cool so this week's dilemma is actually quite an interesting one mm-hmm. um, but i think it's quite an interesting one so let me pull it up real quick i'm 24 i still live with my parents and i want to leave my full-time corporate job Ooh. to pursue running my own catering business full-time mm-hmm. i don't know if now is the time to make the leap and i'm not too sure how to bring it up to my parents so what should sis do Ooh. Quite the pickle, isn't it? Very much so. I think this is one of the biggest challenges that people face when 
you're still really young Mm -hmm. and you're obviously you still live under your parents roof or Mm -hmm. you you still consider your parents opinion like really high to the point where it really does guide your next steps and your decisions you're not really that independent yet yeah I think the biggest question that everyone has is especially if you have like traditional parents who are less risk averse I guess Mm -hmm. they will tell you to stay in your corporate job so everyone's Mm -hmm. issue is like okay I've now secured this job and I'm I guess it's a corporate job so Mm -hmm. it must be paying good Mm -hmm. bank Mm -hmm. how do I tell my parents I'm going to leave my corporate job to take the risk to be an entrepreneur entrepreneur (laughs) because that's exactly what you are yeah um Oh, that's a tough one because I feel like it very much depends on what kind of relationship you have with your parents first and foremost. Okay. Um, some parents are more open. True. Some parents are less open. True. Um, but I think baseline, it definitely does need to be a conversation. And I think trying to make sure that you lead that conversation with very specific intentions is also yeah. important. Um, as well as making sure that you're having a clear, open and honest conversation with parents. Because mm. I think sometimes we think of our parents as these big looming figures. And for a lot of people, maybe that's the relationship that they've 100, had with them. 100. But as you're 24, you're an adult. So you actually have to level with them. You know, The reason why I'm looking at you like that is it just came to my mind. Some people's parents yeah. see them as children, yeah, 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 like yeah, not yeah. just their child, but actual children. Yeah. And I think sometimes it comes from a good place of like, I want you to do something that's secure, you know, secure your future and stuff. But then other times it's like, how do you give somebody the room to experiment, to be themselves mm-hmm. and sometimes to fail? Because it's not guaranteed that you'll, you know, go, I mean, we wish you all the best, sis. Like we're praying Honestly. for the best for you, Honestly. all the success. But there's no, with entrepreneurship, there's never a guarantee mm. that you'll be successful, right? I feel like some parents have an, a, a real tight hold on their kids from letting them fail. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you can, I mean, my advice would be going there. Ex- when when I was telling my mum that right after graduation, I'm going to pursue doing my hair business full time. I've been doing it for nearly three years now. So it's been going well, thank God. But when I did explain it to her, mm. she was kind of like on board. And then she asked me, okay, so what's your plan? And I think it's the, when I gave her the plan and when I told her that I really believe in myself, that's when she was like, okay, I'm on board. Mm -hmm. Even to now, sometimes I still have to like reiterate and continue Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. to convince her. But I feel like my parents got on board when I came to them with a plan. But even when I gave them that plan, I did have to let them know that whilst I'm going to apply myself and try my absolute hardest to make sure that this succeeds, yes, there will be a chance that this fails. They need to give me the leeway to be free to to take that risk yeah yeah and I think also for me it's about context as well so Mm. understanding that your parents may not know what success looks like for your generation versus their generation that's so good because when I started pursuing all sorts of uh side projects and side hustles (laughs) right my mom just didn't really understand it at all she was just like why don't you just have like one job and then you know go ahead with that right a lot of parents may not know about you know the current job market situation where it's actually not feasible to have the one job or the one corporate job gone are the days fulfill every kind of sense of success that you may want in this life yeah so making sure that you have a candid conversation around you know the context that you're living in your generation the job market the way things are going as well to help them understand that this is different to your generation you guys may have been able to purchase a house at like you know 10k through a corporate job um and an x amount a year that's not the same for all of us. And when you'd be hearing those stories of like, 
when I bought my house, it just cost us 2K. 2K. Do you know what it is? It's the fact that they bought their house for the price of the deposit for our house now. And some of us spend 2K in like going December travels. This is it. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. Like 2K is literally nothing now. In terms of like 2K's bills. I mean, thank God that their their investments have appreciated. But for us, it's a struggle. So I, I get what you're saying. I think it's explaining to them that this is a calculated risk. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. with the present circumstances yeah. for me, my generation, my age, I'm not doing something because I'm lazy. I'm not, because I think sometimes they can see it as, uh, don't you want this, like the discipline of working? And it's like entrepreneurship is discipline as well. And whilst a lot of people also understand the magnitude of that, yeah. I think it's also explaining that, in my context, this is a calculated risk. Mm. Like this is, especially you're doing it like um, sis is doing it at 24, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And 24 is that time where you may not be married yet. You might, you, you probably don't have kids yet. Um, and you're living at home with your parents. Like you can actually explain, this is the best conditions exactly for me to do this. Cause there's such, I say little at stake, but in comparison to most people, maybe starting this in their thirties, marriage, mortgage, all of that. Mm. This is the best time. Like it's very low risk. So come with like a plan, explain to them that this is a calculated decision. You've thought about it. You maybe prayed about it. You've got all this, like you've got faith in yourself as well um, and try to convince them. Yeah. But then what do you do if they say no? That's very much up to you Mm. to deal with the ramifications because Having family disagreements, particularly with your parents, is never nice. Never. However, if you do, oh, I don't want to be that person that's like a home wrecker. But if you do, <laughs> no, but if you do believe in, you know, I don't want to say just dream because it's like, it's not just a dream, but actually your calculated risk. Mm. Then do you want to live a life? Like what is basically, what is more important to you? Would you rather have your parents' approval Mm. and continue with your corporate role? Mm. Or would you rather have their disapproval for like a moment Mm. or like some time whilst you pursue something that you genuinely believe is of purpose to you? So it's really about what is more important to you in the grand scheme of things and deciding to take whatever option is most important to you, really, in the the grand scheme of things. This is true. This is true. This is true. Parents live vicariously through their kids all the time. This is another thing. (laughs) No, no, no. But this is another thing. Because I think this is one of the biggest issues. Like our parents, out of love, right, can project their fears and their insecurities onto us. Yeah. And I think you've got to realize that you are your own person living your own life. Mm -hmm. And whilst your parents have been given the, you know, the blessing and the privilege to steward you and you appreciate their wisdom and their experience and stuff, like I said... They just have to, at some point, trust that they've raised you well enough and exactly they, they trust you enough. It's a, it's a matter of trust, right? Do you trust me enough to maybe fail, but be able to pick myself up or mm-hmm, to be able mm-hmm. to go out and voyage on my own and try out something and succeed? Yeah. You know, do you trust me to do that? Even if it's just for a small set period of time. Honestly. Why not? You might even want to wait, like make it as easy as possible to wager with them. Mm. Say something like, give me a year to see if yes, this works. Yes. Give me a year or two yeah. to see if this works. You'll be what? Like 25, 26? Yeah, yeah. Still within your remit to go and get, you know, another role if it doesn't work so out true. and stuff like that. But if you, you know, barter with them and say, give me this time period, allow me this time to see if this is successful mm. or, you know, this could be a failure. And then I'm willing to 
you know, do the alternative. It's true. And this can even be a motivation for you. You can say like, I'll give you updates every three months. So I'll give you updates every six months and you yeah. can kind of see where I'm going. I want to, you know, I want to hear your advice and your input. If they really want to be like hard headed about it and we're not going to give you <laughs> the release. I'm so sorry, but I am a, I'm a legal adult. Okay, um, and I think some of us also need to relinquish, especially as women. Yeah. I think this whole like, for a lot of us, especially if you're like, um, it may be a cultural thing, mm. but I think especially as women, like your your parents find it harder to let you kind of flee the nest. And when you're deciding your career choices and becoming an entrepreneur, it really is about autonomy, mm. initiative, and making your own decisions and being a decision maker by yourself. And mm. I think parents sometimes find it hard to let you flee the nest in that way, even if you're still living at home, yeah. to know that you're like you're taking, you're in charge of your money, your income, everything is down to you. That can be difficult. And I think you have to kind of sometimes put your foot down and say, I, I appreciate everything that you've taught me and that you are my parents. I still honor you. I still respect you, mm. but I'm not a baby. You know, I'm I'm not a baby. And I think it's important for you to realize that as you're coming into your own, as a woman, into womanhood, into adulthood, you've got to start having your own voice and you've got to start having your own confidence to be able to make your own decisions. And sometimes that means kind of, you know, untethering yourself from your parents a bit. And it may be, you know, painful for them, but did they not have to leave their parents home as well? Like everyone has had to make transitions and this is yours as as uncomfortable as it may be for them. Some of them even left earlier than us. Some of them were leaving at 18, 17. You're 24 and they're already shouting. Goodness. (laughs) So that would be our advice. And we wish you the best in everything that you're doing in your catering businesses. Go on and flourish, literally grow and glow. Okay. Um, And if you have a dilemma, like we said, you can message us on Instagram or Twitter at to my sisterhood, or you can email us hello at to my sisters.com. So let's get into the conversation about ooh, high value ooh, men ooh, and ooh, women. Ooh, I am ooh. so excited. I'm really excited for this one because <laughs> Lord knows we've seen it all over social media, oh, as we said in the believe. intro. Everywhere, high value men and women, everywhere, <laughs> femininity and masculinity, everywhere, just relationships. And we've spoken about it before, right? We've had a conversation about feminine energy yep, um, yep, yep. And, and the kind of rise of the content of that. So it's going to be interesting to now see once the high value men and women and talk about masculine energy too, comes into it how it goes so without further ado let's get into today's conversation so miss courtney yes miss renee i thought a great way to start <laughs> off this conversation about high value men and women mm-hmm. but specifically men is what is a high value man oh, we've seen it float yeah. flow flying yeah. around everywhere and i'm just i'm <laughs> curious to know what do you think is a high value man um so i think from what i've been seeing and from what I know, I think it's it's looking for a man who kind of tops the charts in the you know upper percentile of the, the male species. Um, so the top one percent. <laughs> no, but it really is about you know the men that kind of tick the boxes on um, that kind of masculine energy and and um, what we consider to be um, successfully masculine. Yeah. So in the sense of what's your wage you know, what's your maturity like? What's your responsibility like? What's your intellect like? You know, what's your academic success level? Are you a graduate? Do you, you know, how far have you, Yeah. what have you accomplished basically mm-hmm. in the stereotypical sense of what men are meant to represent in our society? Yeah. Which is oftentimes provision, right? You know, like, how successful are you in the monetary sense? What's your income? Um, are you an entrepreneur? How successful of an entrepreneur are you? Mm-hmm. How much of a go-getter are you? How, um, dominant are you how much of a 
a man in the, yeah. in the traditional sense. <laughs> How much of a man are you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the high value men are the people who they top those charts. Mm. You know, they, they've gone to the... I mean, not even they've gone to the, they, they do the high paid jobs. They mm. have, you know, a, a way of talking that's very confident. Um, they are very attractive to women. They mm-hmm, consider themselves mm-hmm. attracted to women, mm-hmm. attractive to women. Sorry, they're on top of their, like, you know, their body game. They they are just, they consider themselves the alpha male. I knew you were going to say that's that. It. That's, that's <laughs> we're getting there. We're In my head, I'm like, where's, where's the word? There's a word that I'm looking for. <laughs> um, and they consider themselves the alpha male. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The, the high value man in, in the content that's been, you know, coming out and the conversations yeah. that have been happening want the feminine woman. Mm. They want the beta woman. Mm-hmm. They want the 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 perfect complement to those uh, characteristics as the alpha male. Mm. But what do you think it is? Well, I think almost exactly the same as you mm. from the content we've been seeing. It's that, you know high achiever mm-hmm. um for me image wise i banter courtney about this all the time but <laughs> we're thinking the long camel coats Ooh, the loafers with no socks the fedora hat that's it yeah. they'll be taking all sorts of instagram turtleneck. photos turtleneck <laughs> a turtleneck can it be a high value man if he doesn't own a if turtleneck you don't own a, turtle, a good black turtleneck a good black one as well <laughs> some white ones some gray some nudes in the color palette has oh, really given me camel as well they have the coats. You know yeah. the long coats that reach there. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, we're what, that's what I we like think. the style. That's what I think. And then the tailored suits, yeah. you know, the put together man. They stride and walk confidently. This is it. You notice them when they enter the room. Yeah. Very they corporate have a, as well. They have a exactly very corporate. Yeah. They have a quiet confidence about them. Yeah. As you said, they're a college graduate. Yeah. You know, they're they have a high income. It's interesting even that you say college. Because mm-hmm. I think, first of all, because you schooled in America, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think also this is mainly coming out of America. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I rarely hear this stuff come. Like these conversations are now being had in the UK, which is where we're from. Yeah. But I think I'm hearing a lot of the conversations that are happening amongst American men, which I think is interesting because I think for the, and I think it's also a cultural thing. Yeah. But I think for for um, the states, it's a bit different. And I really don't, this is you got to tread carefully when you're talking about <laughs> stuff like this. Um, shout out to all our US sisters. Um, but I think it's like, when you look at things like mass incarceration, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you look at um, maybe education levels as well, like how the public education system works in certain places. Yeah. I think there are um, a lot of disadvantages towards men sometimes mm-hmm. and, and men of certain demographics, especially ethnic minorities. And so when you look at that, a lot of people, when they do come out of that system and they've they've done the traditionally successful stuff, mm. like, you know, despite all the hurdles in front of you, you've got a good GPA average. Yeah. You've, you've done well academically. You know, you're a part of the... Because women, mm-hmm. if we look at the statistics, are doing really well entrepreneurially. Like we're, gro- we're, we're the fastest growing demographic of... Um, entrepreneurs and I think even for black women as well the numbers are quite disproportionate like we're doing quite well and so when you look at other groups like men sometimes they can fall behind Mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. bit um and when we think about okay the men that make it out of that and they've succeeded Mm. those are the ones at the top percent like they're they're the special ones and unfortunately Mm -hmm. this may you can tell me if this is a generalization but the proportion of the the what's they call the ratio of women to men is really off skewed which means that there's very few 
quote unquote high value men, mm-hmm. which is even what adds more to the high valueness, yeah. right? Yeah. They're rare. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we're even having this conversation. Precisely. Because they really think that they're a gem. They are the mm, a diamond oh, we'll to co- be discovered. Oh, we'll come on to that in due time, <laughs> sisters. But before we like really sink our teeth into it, one thing that I've had trouble with when it comes to this whole conceptualization of the high value man mm-hmm. is the whole idea of value. Go there. So <laughs> I think both of us have been very careful when we've been talking about high value men mm. in that we have been talking about the trends that we've seen on social mm. media and stuff like that. But in terms of like how we really think and feel about quote unquote high value men, I think sometimes it can be a little bit problematic yeah. to ascribe the word value to it because it means that by virtue of somebody who doesn't have one or more of these characteristics, does that mean they're lower in yeah, value? Yeah. And, and I think we should, I actually think we should swap the term from value to more desirable. Ooh, because it's it's, so good. it's less so about value and more so about desirability. Mm. And I think maybe we're being optimistic. And I mean, we've talked about the fact that we're both Christians yeah. and the intrinsic value of man means that nobody is really of lesser value this is it this is more of a conversation around desirability yes oh i'm so glad you said that because it's it's even something that we touched on in our feminine energy wait a minute sis um episode where we were talking about unfortunately when you start talking about you know literally exactly what you said like you use the word high value Mm. you know having feminine energy and using those categories or those um attributes as strict um kind of parameters and things that you classify people to successfully be feminine yeah, or to, yeah. to qualify to be a woman and be valuable. It leads to a lot of people who don't fit in those archetypes being disrespected yeah, and being yeah. treated as subhuman. Yeah. And that, like you said, from a from a humanity perspective, but also from a faith perspective, the intrinsic value of human beings has nothing to do with these desirability aspects. It's more so about the fact that just by virtue of being a human being, you should be respected. Respected might not be the the word, but you should be, you're valuable. You are important, you know, Um, you're, you're a person made in the image of God. You're a divine being. So at the end of the day, you're not a divine being, sorry, you're made in the image of a divine being. That's important. It is. So when we talk about desirability then, Yeah. (laughs) And I think we shouldn't shy away from these things because I guess when we talk about desirability, it starts getting political, right? It's like, oh, where do these desires come from? Desirability. I think exactly this. And we hide when we say value because value is more absolutist than desirability. Mm. When we start saying desirability instead, that means we also need to start thinking about, okay, cool. So where do these desires come from? And you've already touched on it a little bit as far as like culturally, specifically to an American climate, what and why a lot of these features are seen as desirable. Mm -hmm. And it kind of naturally segues Mm. into the next kind of like point I wanted to touch on, which is why do women desire these characteristics? Why do they desire the highly sought after high value man? Okay, this is where I'm going to sound a bit um <laughs> traditional in my talking i think because women desire um security yeah and they also want a man who they can respect yeah and i think that that's it like it's it comes down to i want to be with someone it's almost like that primal instinct right when i see someone my my biology like my my whole 
if I'm going to be with you, my mind is thinking about family. It's thinking yeah. about children. It's thinking yeah. about future. It's thinking about um, what does our future look like? Can I be with you? Do I feel safe with you? Mm-hmm. Do I feel like when I'm with you, I feel secure? Do I feel like I would be provided for? Or do I constantly feel on edge or do you, and and that that has so many layers to it like it can mm. be financial it could be emotional it could be the way that um spiritual it could be the way you treat me all of that and then on top of it i think and i look at myself at, 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 for this example sometimes yeah sometimes women find it difficult first of all you can respect people regardless but if i'm going to be in a romantic relationship with you I want to be with someone, I'm talking about myself personally, who leads me, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. who I feel like, oh, I respect you. Like I I really want to hear your input. I really, I'm inspired by what it is that you're doing. And so these traditional things and these traditional markers of success then come into play mm-hmm. because I use them as indicators as to what's your trajectory yeah. in life and is my future secure with you? I know that sounds extremely traditional, but I, like I said, I've had to reevaluate myself in terms of standing back a bit from looking really critically at it and more mm-hmm. so thinking naturally and this could be due to socialization like growing up in the culture that I grew up in yeah faith as well I completely understand that those are factors mm-hmm. in the situation mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I do think for me personally it comes down to those things I want to feel secure with yeah. the man that I'm with yeah. and I want to feel um like I can respect you. Mm. And I, th- I think the second one is going to be a bit, people are going to be a bit. <laughs> 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 but I mean, that's the point of like conversation, right? Like yeah. not everyone is going to agree with you anyway. Yeah. So how but about you? For me, I would say it's more so out of the desire to have somebody that can match me. Ooh. So I, not to sound like big headed yeah. or nothing like that, but, and it's more so a preference and mm. not, not an essential like requirement but there are certain characteristics that I see in myself or I believe that I have that it would be nice to have in a mate or at least there are certain characteristics where I think that I'm working on that I would also like to be with somebody because at the end of the day I see a relationship as a partnership yes yeah so when it comes to quote unquote the high value man or rather the desirable partner then what I desire is somebody who could compliment me Mm. Um, so when we do think of more like arbitrary characteristics, although these are not set in stone, things like education, that one is a tricky one because yeah. I don't think that educa- education in the sense of like, oh, I'm a college graduate yeah. or like, you know, I've been to, I've got this master's or whatnot is a good indicator of yeah, intelligence. 100%. It's an arbitrary one and it's useful yeah. in that, okay, I know that, okay, you finish high school, yeah. like you finish secondary school and yeah. like you can and that do maths. Mean X, y, Z. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think that's the best indicator. But having some baseline level of intelligence Mm. where we can actually converse about topics that we're both passionate Mm -hmm. about is important to me. But you you said that it's more like a preference thing. Yeah. But I feel like it's, okay, this could just be because you're my best mate. But like, I feel like it's an essential. (laughs) My mind goes back. (laughs) Me. We have a would you rather? Oh yeah, or not? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah fine, um, fine. Mary, shout out to Mary, who is my <laughs> little sister, like my younger sister, mm-hmm. and she's asking us questions. And she was like, "Could yeah. you be with someone who was, quote unquote, less intelligent than yeah. you? Like, couldn't you couldn't have yeah. that kind of conversation?" And you, we were just like, "No, no, we can't," because it's whilst it's a preference, it's 
one of those preferences that can sometimes be a non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. fair. I was trying to be um, what do you call apolitical. Courtney, I, I could tell. I could, but the thing is, I, th- I feel like you can, yeah. but I think we just need to be real. Like <laughs> for some people, and I, and I don't think it's bad because I think mm-hmm. also men do it. Yeah. They do it with women. Like I want my women to, or my women, rah. I want the woman that I'm with. <laughs> my woman. <laughs> I want the Ooh. woman that I'm with to look like this. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't date a girl who's like that. And I think sometimes we, most times we don't look at them like, okay, maybe we do call into question, you know, desirability politics, things like colorism and all these mm, other things. Mm. But I think also when they say certain things like I want, you know, my women to be educated or I, the, the, I want the woman that I end up with to be educated to this degree. We don't then go, that's not fair. We're just like, yeah, okay. You know, because you're, I feel like preference is sometimes a privilege we give to men and we don't allow women to have it. And if a woman then says, I want my future partner to be intelligent, it's like, oh, that's not fair. Like there's loads of men out there who shut up. Like, <laughs> like this is my this is my preference. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. we should all be allowed our preferences. Of course, with um, with the remits that it's not harmful and problematic and stuff like that. Mm. But I think your preference is your preference. You shouldn't really have to. I don't know. I don't know. If compromise. You get what I'm trying to yeah, say. No, I hear it. I hear it. It's not just you shouldn't have to compromise. You can compromise, but let it be your choice. Mm-hmm. Don't let people force you into compromising or shame you, especially as a woman, shame you for having a standard mm. for that. Because I think that's sometimes what we don't allow women to have standards. Like yeah. I have a because we feel like, but a man's gonna come and pick you, so you polish yourself, and whoever comes is whoever comes. Nah, like I'm gonna choose. Um, and I'm I'm also going to make a choice mm-hmm. about who I'm going to be with. And I want that person to also, I have standards for that person and what I want my future to look like. Of course, there's personal compromises mm-hmm. that you make. Okay, maybe he's not as tall as you want him to be at all. But then there's also non-negotiables and you should be allowed to have those things. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, no, I hear yeah. it. I hear it. <sighs> as you were talking though, one thing that was coming up into my mind was it's interesting how a lot of the characteristics of a high value man mm is considered normative for a lot of women. So this whole idea of like, they're college educated, Mm. they're working in like relatively stable role and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of women have that. Do they? We even spoke about the fact that disproportionately women are on the rise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, and I get that, you know, it's within the context of like cultural, like um, disadvantages that, you know, men are facing and stuff like that. But it's just so interesting that, a lot of the things that women have mm-hmm. and desire mm-hmm. are so limited or seem to have been in limited uh, edition for men. Okay, I get you. I get you. <laughs> I get you. I think that's actually really true. But then do you think that's because we're, do you think that's because we're being measured based on different things? So in the sense that, okay, like loads of women are educated and, and are, you know, boss babes and all of that. Mm-hmm. But men don't really care about that. That's it. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas with women, the reason why it's kind of, it can be a bit more salient is because. That's actually what that's, men are measured That's by. what we're measured. Like, that's and everything that women for. do that is like, like that is more of a plus. Yeah, it's, than like a, it's not the essential. So I, th- I think that's where a lot of us get frustrated. Yeah. It's like, I can match you in these places but that's not what he's looking for. We'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into that in a, in a, in a wee second. Um, but really to tie up this whole mm. conversation around the essentialisms of a high value man, yeah. what do you think around the idea that women 
put men under pressure to be a high value man? And do you think it's too much? Society puts men under pressure. Like it's not, it's not just women, it's men and women. Like, because men have that thing between them. Absolutely. Where it's like, if you, what car are you driving? What shoes are you wearing? What, do you get what I mean? What job do you have? And yeah. there's kind of that, sometimes it's healthy competition and sometimes it's toxic because yeah. it's like yeah. your masculinity period mm-hmm. is qualified by these things. And so everyone is judging you by these messages. And I think mm-hmm. that that can be toxic when we don't allow men to evolve. Mm-hmm. We don't give men the... um ability to talk about the realities of that pressure and also to ease off and Mm -hmm. realize that whilst there are these um, societal expectations, you are also an individual and you have a life circumstance happening around you and you should be able to have, um, you should be able to feel a range of emotions Mm -hmm. and not feel as though that that's that's degrading you or taking you, you know, down levels in your masculinity um, score In, in the sense of being able to feel what are sometimes considered feminine traits. Men sometimes completely exclude that in an attempt to be the complete alpha dominant male. And it's like, actually, these traits are necessary for every human being. The context may change and the levels may need to be tweaked a bit depending on what you're doing, but you should be able to be compassionate. You should be able to be affectionate. You should be able to be... um, submissive in some context and I think sometimes men don't allow themselves to feel that stuff I don't just think I do think women are um active participants in that yeah yeah, for sure but so are men (laughs) you know when your your dad turns to you and tells you don't cry man up men don't cry those standards are being upheld by men and women Mm. you know and that's we were talking about this in a couple um, a couple episodes ago where patriarchy is upheld by both men and women yeah and I think that that's when we need to kind of have really critical conversations in terms of this isn't just about women expecting it from you this is about women expect it from you because you've also taught us that's what we should expect do you get what i mean so it keeps that cycle going do you get what i mean that's a good point <laughs> i enjoy it I, that's a good point that's a good point that's good yeah. thank you I wow. really feel well that was good affirmed. no no i really enjoyed that one you really brought in social construction <laughs> frameworks patriarchy you just did you know oh, 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 oh. anyway go on um <laughs> guys this is all the stuff that we usually cut out of the audio <laughs> <laughs> to keep in that time in that timing but no i love the fact that you talked about the fact that this isn't just a women's problem like yeah. this isn't just because i am so tired of the whole conversations around no well, not tired but i hear that men feel like they're being put under pressure mm. but i've seen in a lot of like conversations online around like men expressing that they feel a lot of pressure specifically from women mm. when they enter into a dating situation or mm. a relationship situation and a woman is upfront about the fact that you know I want to get married Mm. or this is what I would like from this relationship. And it's like, oh, I feel under pressure. Mm. It's like, I get that, but also understand that that pressure is not just her. Like the Mm. problem is not just her. The problem is bigger than her. Yeah. And I think it's important that you put it into the context of patriarchy is something that is upheld by both parties. Literally. All parties. Literally. Like this is, we are literally living in a society that measures men and their masculinity by how much they can provide. Yeah. And these these pressures, sorry, I'm so sorry. To no, no, go for it. These pressures aren't just external either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're oftentimes internal. Absolutely. Like, even if I was to tell you, oh, no, babe, like, you don't have to do X, Y, Z. And then your friends were like, yeah, bro, like, calm down. Inside, because of these internalized concepts and ideas and traditions, you may be thinking, nah, 
Like I, even if I was to cool it down a bit, I'm not going to be respected as much. So I'm still going to uphold it. So all of these factors, it, it really is circular. Like it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And you can't run from it, unfortunately. (laughs) You can't hide. Well, that ties up quite neatly in the mm. first segment. I really on... love these connectives that you have, thank man. You, They're actually you. all one. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think, first of all, do you think that women idolize being in a relationship? Ooh. And if so, why? Yes. Um, Whoa. <laughs> if you go Whoa. back to our sister's quite short, because I, I feel like this, we answer this question, is quite unpacked in mm-hmm. our is it when will you marry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when mm-hmm. will you marry? And kind of the, pre- um, it's an episode in season one. If you haven't listened to it, I do highly suggest you do. It's one of our earlier ones. Yeah. Um, where we talk about, oftentimes the true marker of the the pinnacle and peak of um, womanhood being achieved is yeah. to get a ring on your finger. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not considered fully woman until a man has said, yeah, I, I choose you. I He's pick plucked you, you <laughs> from you your from that unmarried, nice <laughs> that unmarried fields, the wilderness, you've been made whole. Literally. And, and I think that that's why sometimes we can idolize being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes men do it too, you know, cause they use it as an ego boost. Less, yeah. they have less pressure, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you can do it whenever, but um, it's definitely an ego boost when you can say, um obviously you know marriage is not just about ego and about you know feeling qualified um it has so many layers to it but at the same time I think that that's sometimes what it can look like on the surface level Mm -hmm. when you look at why people especially women like when you look at the um conversations people have when a woman is not married Mm -hmm. it's oftentimes like why yeah like do you not feel like you'll be a true woman when, you know, you get married, you've got your husband, you're in your husband's house, you're doing all these, you know, stereotypically. Even you're in your husband's house, even though we're both paying mortgage <laughs> as well. But I guess that that language is quite archaic, but um, in the sense of, you know, being a mother and all, like people often, men are allowed to be men, even, you know, before they're married. Women don't really cross over into womanhood, it seems until they are married. Mm. I think that's sometimes how it's framed. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, you, there's there's being a boy, there's being a teenager, then, you know, you, you get your first you're job, a man. you're a man now. You're you know, a man. You're a soul, you're wild oats, whether you're married or not, so we mm-hmm, don't care. Mm-hmm. But, and then you you cross over into that dimension of being like a father, a husband and all yeah. that. But then um, with women, it's kind of seen like, you're a girl, yeah. you're a teenager, you're a young lady, we're waiting for you to hit womanhood when, like when you get married, that's your transition into yeah, womanhood. Yeah. I think that that's very dangerous. Sometimes. When you're given away. <laughs> <laughs> when you're given away and um, you can finally complete the missing part of you, that is mm. your wifely duties. Mm. Um, and don't get us wrong. We have nothing against the institution of marriage. In fact, we are you know, supporters, get married, sis, absolutely get married and all that kind of good stuff. But I loved what you were saying about this whole idea of completion Mm. in marriage. And again, we're not against completion in marriage, but when your entire identity and your entire trajectory is so wrapped around the thought and the idea of being somebody else's wife, 
it really doesn't give you much room to maneuver and do Mm -hmm. anything else. Mm -hmm. You could be the most successful woman ever, but if you don't have a ring on your finger, it's like, everybody's like, but why though? Like what's going on? I was watching um, some like online episode of a guy that was talking to other men and saying, you know, don't rush into marriage Mm -hmm. and wait until like you're in your early thirties to get married. But when I look at the advice that is given to women, it's often, you know, get married immediately ASAP. asap like don't be waiting around you'll be mm. seeing testimonies we got married in six months of meeting each other and that was Why it dilly dally? that was it why dilly dally i knew he was the one i felt it i was praying for it i was praying for that ring and when i got it i, I just felt complete you wouldn't Not see the same mercy. conversation for men in the at same all. multitude at all so i just found it so so interesting how like for men it's really about manhood is really about going and conquering stuff, going and conquering the world, going and conquering the job, going and creating wealth. When for women, it's like conquer the household, conquer the man. And and it's exactly that. And I think like a bigger issue is, um, or I think one of the issues within that is oftentimes it's seen that women will discover themselves once they're married. Yeah. That's when it's like switch. Whereas a man is meant to be discovering himself once he's discovered himself mm. and he knows he is. Cause that's why a lot of this rhetoric about waiting to your 30 plus to get married. Cause then you know what you want, etc. Whereas women are told to figure that out once they get in marriage, because there's such a, a time clock on this, you know, sis get married quick. Mm-hmm. And then you start to figure out who am I? What do I like? What's mm-hmm. my, and then, you know, you hear a lot of stories of, you know, our older sisters, who are like I had kids and I kind of lost who I was or even with our parents mm-hmm, you know I'm still mm-hmm, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what I like who I am independently 100%. as a as a separate human being and I think it's it's often because wifehood is so linked to womanhood that people don't think that they can thrive if they're not married 100% that's not the case like you're a human being with a purpose with a destiny with talents and skills inside of you to be able to do whatever you want and whoever collect even what you were saying about um marriage being about completion i don't even think it's about completion like i wouldn't see i think marriage and we'll probably do this in another episode Mm -hmm. is about multiplication Mm -hmm. that's that's my like it's about who are we as two individuals what is our um goal and our aim and our vision we can reach that 10 times as fast Mm -hmm. if we're together together. Mm -hmm. you know and we can produce 10 times the amount 10x the amount if we're together Mm. but it's not me coming to ask you to be an addition to me I'm asking for you to be a multiplication of me Mm. like and and for us to be able to do multiples more than Mm. what we would be able to do as individuals because what a lot of people men don't see like marriage as completion I was even about to ask you because what you said was so interesting to me do you think that might contribute to the reason why men in terms of like their what they want from women Mm they're not as fussed about the fact that she has to be like super educated or have lots of money and stuff like that because they see her as more of a helper as opposed to a I think the smart man would want someone who is able to compliment him in those areas yeah 100% Um, but I think most men for them it's more so oh this is gonna sound so controversial (laughs) we love it I think sometimes men see marriage as their their chance to now settle down and have a family yeah no for sure and now they obviously need a woman yeah in order to yeah. have that, after they've, that phase yeah. do you get what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah and i think that that's why the more traditional homely stuff mm-hmm. because they see it as this is our chance to build a home now. yeah this is our chance to build a family now the little clay do you get what i mean whereas a woman may see 
this is my chance to gain speed in building wealth and obviously mm-hmm, having a family mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but also thriving mm. in the stereotypical <laughs> sense. So whilst the man will be like, I've already sorted out my career. Yeah. I'm already making good money. Um, this man that will come and slap you with a prenup. <laughs> you haven't built anything, sis, and he will come and slap you with a prenup. <laughs> and you'll be there crying because you have nothing. <laughs> That's another conversation for another day. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think they, they more so see it as like this is me settling down. Whereas a woman, it's framed for women as this is me leveling up. Mm. And I think that that's why they kind of see it as what's your? Can you build a home? Whereas we're seeing, can you provide? Like, mm. do you get what I mean? Because this is this is that's my entering into that. Whereas mm. he's seeing it as, as this is my transition into a new season mm. of manhood. So. That's my, that's the way I would think about it. That's really interesting. I like that a lot. Oh, thank you I'm for really sharing that. It You're hitting today. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. That is super, super interesting. Mm. Moving swiftly on into thinking about, you know, women in relationships mm. with quote unquote high value men. What do you think about the whole idea of leaning into your feminine energy to attract a high value man okay (laughs) we were literally talking about this before we came on camera and before we started recording yeah and even since we've had that feminine energy conversation my mind has definitely shifted a little bit yeah um but the sentiments still remain (laughs) i think that the main ones are the same guys don't be thinking i think you need to be careful um, in thinking that your femininity is simply like to be harnessed to attract a man. Yeah. But I also think, um, and I also think sometimes it can be very dangerous sometimes with the rigidity that we think about these categories. And mm-hmm. This is what's feminine. This is what's masculine. Don't let them overlap. I think there is an importance in overlap. Mm-hmm. Like I think there is an importance in being able to display what would be considered traditional feminine characteristics mm-hmm. and being able to display traditional masculine feminine characteristics, especially in different contexts. In your workplace, you you probably won't advance being extremely feminine in in the traditional sense. And I don't really like the word energy, so I'm not going to use it. But with um, <laughs> men, <laughs> but with men, I think um, they sometimes, like that's when you fall into tropes of toxic masculinity, yeah. when they feel as though they cannot show traits that are traditionally considered feminine, feminine yeah. because it's considered weak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that that's where we need to be careful that the feminine energy traits are not considered um, synonymous with weak and synonymous with beneath or lesser than mm-hmm. or just simply submit submission, mm-hmm. but actually as really important traits for so- society to thrive and survive. And um, we were having a conversation on Lydia Dinger's life. Shout out Woo. to you, Linda, Lydia, our honorary big sis. Honestly. Um, and she, somebody brought up a really good point that feminine energy is actually really important. And it dawned on me that even during this pandemic crisis, we were able to see that leaders with female lead and um, nations with female leaders did very well, very well in handling the crisis. And I think that's because, um, and a lot of research has been done into it, but traits that are considered more feminine, like empathy, mm-hmm, being able mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. you know, be a bit more nurturing, mm. actually do well in leading nations through crisis, Absolutely. apparently. But sometimes it's categorized that, no, if you want to be a leader, you have to be all hard. these masculine traits. Nah. And I think that that's where men sometimes get it wrong as well, that the leadership is simply about these traditionally masculine traits. Yeah. No. And that's yeah. where a lot of men, I think we can sometimes even see it in our fathers. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. sometimes our fathers didn't lead our households well, though they tried their best because they were scared to be vulnerable, mm. because they were scared to be, um, to admit when they were wrong. They were scared to show their emotions and their history and what they, what they're feeling and going through. Um, but 
I feel as though there is wisdom in realizing. Let me just give y'all some Auntie Courtney advice. Okay, miss. There is some wisdom. Okay, somebody. Especially in having more. It's it's really easy. And sis, we love that you're a part of the Two My Sisters community and stuff. Um, but one thing we really emphasize, and I learned this from you, is listening to men mm-hmm. and what it is they have to say. And whilst I might not be able to understand the way you're thinking yeah. or even think that it's right, I need to realize <laughs> that I'm not a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're telling me that and if if men are telling you, well, this is what we want and this is what we look for, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, that's not fair because X Y Z X Y Z, that's fine. You can stand in your beliefs and you should stand in your beliefs, but also realize that you can't force anyone, you can't force yourself onto anybody. Do you get what I mean? And I think that there's there's wisdom in knowing. Okay, if a if a high value hate the word high value man is looking for this and my desire is for a high value man then I should kind of position myself to be something that he wants Mm -hmm. and of course everything is based on generalizations and stereotypes and all of that but I think that there's some wisdom in realizing that there is power oh I can't believe I'm saying that I know I'm looking at you realizing that there is power in being feminine Mm -hmm. around masculine energy right um but I also think, yeah, like I, I think it should be, I have an issue with the, and I, we went into this more in the episode, but I have an issue more so in the rise of like feminine energy content mm-hmm. because I think it's capitalizing off of the fear of women to be alone. Yeah, for and sure. Like, oh, oh the, that's... Do you get what I mean? And that's where I'm like, mm-hmm. sometimes I can't lean into the feminine energy rhetoric because I feel like sometimes just the way it's being done, I, I don't like it. But for me, like when I have conversations with my mom and my aunties mm-hmm. and women around me who I feel like you have really great wisdom, they do tell you about these things, you know, about yeah. being more quote unquote, what people would now quote unquote call as, as feminine yeah, to make yeah. sure that your household runs and so that you can um, just have a, a functional marriage where both people feel happy. You know? <sighs> happy. But how about you? What do you think? I think, I just love what you said about, and this even sounds very weird coming out of my I'm mouth. I'm telling you, we're different people. Season two, we've transformed beings. We've transformed a little bit. <laughs> but I love what you said about listening to men. Listening to men. And when I say listening to men, I don't mean any of those trolls online. Mm. I don't mean just any, because I think... The problem that I have with the rise of like feminine energy content and all Mm. that kind of stuff is, as you said, it's very predatory and it makes you, it puts you in a very desperate situation where you're just like, oh, that means I have to listen to the input of any man because I want to attract a man. No, there's levels to it. You can't just be listening to any Tom, Dick and Harry on the internet dictating how feminine you should be and how they want, you know, a woman that looks like X, Y, Z when they are lying on their sofa. Your bed sheets (laughs) is brown. (laughs) When we bought it from Asda, it was white. (laughs) Go and wash your pillowcase. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't understand how we are taking advice from men who have not changed their bed sheets since they bought it. Those kinds. Of- <laughs> He's disappointed. He's disappointed that this is it's how far we've come. Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, we've taken the like the rise of feminine energy content and just like this whole desperation to find yeah. a man means that we're now listening to any man. Yeah. 
No. Listen to the men that you care about. Listen to your male friends. Listen to um, your male partner. Listen to the people that you're actually interested in dating. Those are the people whose input is important. Mm. And I think the problem with social media in general is it appears as though every person's voice should be of equal weighting in your considerations of who you should be. And that's just not the case. I love it. It is so true. It's just not the case. Even like... Even in that, like the people who are looking at this like feminine energy content, mm. it's people who honestly just want to work on themselves. This is it. They, they just want to improve themselves. And I think in the efforts that women make to improve themselves mm-hmm, and to, mm-hmm. to make sure that they feel good and so that they can be their best selves mm. is the level of self-development and personal development that we should seek in our partners. Yeah, yeah. And I think that sometimes women get chastised for ex- for having a standard of men that says, I hope you've worked on yourself. Yeah. I hope that you're the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're not just coming to me thinking that all men are equal because you have penises. And that's not how it's going to run. Oh, over here. goodness. Literally, like you said, there's levels to this. Mm-hmm. And if you're telling me that you have preferences, so do I. Exactly. If you have is. standards, so do I. Are exactly you willing to is. match it? Like, at the end of the day, talk to real people as much as possible. Your like if male friends, hello, talk to them. That's it's okay. Facts. It's actually fine. Facts. It's better you talk to them than you talk to people on the internet or take the advice of just people on the internet yeah. who are who live in a completely different context to you, have different relationships to you. And this is not to say that all content that you see on like masculine and feminine and feminine energy is bad. Mm-hmm. It's just that you need to be careful the weighting and the value that you are giving attributing it. to those pieces of advice. Even the two my sisters podcast, this is just 100. but one. Like one piece of advice that you might want to listen mm. to or or take into account. But really you want to look at your own context, look at your own relationships and think about realistically, what kind of man do I actually want to be with? And who can I talk to this to actually it. add value to shaping what that would look this like? Yeah, that's so good. So this whole like, you know, tapping into your feminine energy to find a masculine man and stuff like that, it's neither here nor there. It's more about, when you are conceptualizing your ideal relationship or the ideal partner or whatnot, what is informing it? Mm. If you allow it to only just be social media content or things that you see online or whatever, that kind of stuff, you will be disappointed every single time. And if you are one of the people who are actually actively in a relationship and you're like, oh, how can I tap into my feminine energy to please my man? Talk to him. It sounds so so basic. Just talk to him. Ask him. Like actually it's the asking. Simple, and I think that that's why sometimes like the original question, what was the original question? Sorry, my mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about tapping into your feminine energy to attract a high this value man? I feel like we need to be careful for it not to be about playing mind games. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to channel this energy to try and manipulate you into oh, doing this X, Y, Z. This is it. Your femininity is not a tool for manipulation. Make yourself irresistible. Let me tell <laughs> you that, sweetie. Ah. Beloved, your femininity is not a tool for ma- manipulation mm. because the same way masculinity is not a tool for ma- exactly manipulation. Is. We were given this example of um, women withholding sex mm-hmm. and men withholding finances, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's this idea of I'm going to use my femininity and the thing that you desire about me yep. to force you to do what I want you to do rather than communicating with you and us trying to get on the same page and express our insecurities and express our desires yeah. and our expectations and have healthy, clear communications for ourselves and our family and our future. Mm-hmm. 
and then men do the same thing with money and they do the same thing with like resources okay oh, i'm not gonna give you what you consider to be traditionally masculine and living up to my masculine role so that i can bend you to my desires and my wills and my emotions stop it <laughs> <laughs> stop that 110 god doesn't like it no nobody likes it and i think just what you were saying about mind games is just so important, man. The way it. that we we actually do need to talk about, and that's something that I wanted mm. to touch on, in that when we do talk about femininity mm. and what you said about withholding intimacy mm. as well, is some of y'all be out there doing mm. that. Um, this is something I wanted to, sorry, I just went before. No, I, I know you, I know, I know. I, I feel know. like it's because when women, and this is why this whole feminine energy, masculine energy, high value thing train, we need to be careful. Mm. And like you said, have real conversations with real people. Because a lot of us start dating and because we've consumed all this content, we think we're dating men yeah. rather than the man you're dating, mm. the individual. You think you're trying to please the entire masculine species That's, this rather than the human being that's sitting right in front of you with their needs and their expectations and their desires. Yeah. And the same with men. They think they're dating all women. They're, they're dating women, the category. When it's like, no, you're dating you're really Which not. is why you may meet somebody who you may fall in love with, who doesn't, they don't even display these traditional things that people say. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, her hair should be natural. You may like the girl with the longest weave. Do you know what I mean? Or um, he should be six foot tall. You may want the guy who's five foot four. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that's okay. And I think sometimes when we, we, we consume all of this content, we get into our, we take away the individualization of it. Yeah. And we just see you as, oh, you're a man. This is how all men think. This is how all men act. Or you're a woman. This is how all, all women want to be treated. This is how all women behave. You're dating an individual. Mm. You love that individual. That individual has a story. They have insecurities. Yeah. They have expectations. They have desires mm. that you need to talk about with them. If you want to walk with them, it's one and one person coming together to walk side by side. This is it. Not you and the whole of society. This is it. And the thing is behind closed <clears throat> doors. And I think, again, social media, <clears throat> I feel like at least every episode we have to mention it because mm. even the whole public display of relationships Mm. nowadays people get in their minds that this is what a relationship should look like at Mm. all times when really they're just showing you snippets even if they say you know this is us being transparent and in our element it's still just a snippet you don't know what they're going through or what they're talking about 24 7 so don't think that seeing how people talk about and portray their relationships online is exactly how your relationship should look like. It is between you and that person. (laughs) That is absolutely (laughs) mind that business because that's the quickest way for the relationship to break down. When you start thinking that you're dating, as you said, the category men, as opposed to the man, the man will leave. The category will always stay, but the individual man will leave. And And then what now? You're now purchasing another course on mastering feminine energy because it seems seems like you failed the first round oh my goodness me (laughs) (laughs) so true and and you're and now you're out of pocket and you're out of a man fam you're men will always be there your man he's out do you get because he didn't sit down and say right so i have all these preconceived Mm. notions what are yours Let's talk about this. Mm. What What are your expectations? Mm. You know, I think because we're still always trying to like get one up on each other in the relationships and stuff, we neglect the simples, the it. basics, the it. sit down and talk to me as a human, you know, being on a level and tell me, okay, as a man, what pressures are you on? And this is not to say that it is 
easy to do these kind of things. No, this requires trust. Aren't easy. Precisely. It requires trust. It requires time. It requires commitment to mm. sitting down and getting to know the person mm. and then eventually being able to ask okay talk to me about what pressures you are under yeah. talk to me what preferences you have honestly talk to me about what you require what you need in a relationship and then that's when you can start talking about like is there is there some kind of synergy between the two mm. of you in the long term and i think this is like veering a bit off course but yeah. i feel like a lot of women are afraid of dating and failing and dating and letting go. It's kind of like, oh, if I'm dating you because I'm dating you to marry you or because I'm dating you because you're a high value man, I'm not even going to ask you about any of these things because this must succeed. We've been like, well, we're dating for like, well, eight months now. That means we have to succeed. It's actually completely fine for it not to. You don't owe anybody anything. This even seeps into like another episode we have planned on marriage (laughs) and the modern day woman. Um, So definitely stay tuned for that. That is so good. You don't have to. Fail, it's okay. It's better you fail now than you get locked into your marriage. But people see that as a failure of their femininity, a failure of their masculinity. And that's why what we were saying earlier about having this like trajectory Mm. being determined by whether you can get married is Mm. so toxic because it means you can't recognize failure in the dating stage. Oh. Or you refuse to see it. You'll be like, oh, red flag. Mm. Ha, ha, ha. But or it's not really a red one. You refuse to change. And that's that's one of the most You'll say that oh, femininity is about compromise. Is it always though? Mm. Or are you just ignoring a red flag mm. under the guise of compromise? Mm. Or under the guise of submission. This is it. Or, or lack of assertion. Submission. But you know that this man is toxic for you. Or you know that this is a fundamental thing that you're unwilling to compromise yeah. on. But feminine energy has told you that you need to submit. Yeah. But common sense said no. <laughs> Which power are you yielding to? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Let common sense reign, sis. Let wisdom take Let its wisdom place. Let wisdom take its place. Because I'm telling you, save yourself the heartache. And... Ah, oh, do you know what? I'm going to try and save it for the next episode. Oh gosh, please Because do. honestly, Courtney, It's important though. I think that uh, what you said was so beautiful. Like, we need to be careful. We just careful. need to be careful. And I think that oh. we, and we need to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves to have these things so figured out. Um, at the end of the day, you are who you are. You are who you've been made to be. Um, and you don't have to, we, we say this all the time, you do not exist to please everybody. Yeah. You do not exist to please every man that you come across. You do not exist to be agreeable. You you don't need to wait for anyone's permission or anyone's approval. You are who you are, you know, and be the best version of who you are. Yeah. Continue to, you know, explore what it means to be a woman explore what it means to be quote unquote feminine but these you don't have to fall into any category you don't have to be boxed in we always talk about the multifaceted queen like you don't have to be boxed into anybody's expectations you are who you are thrive in that Um, and be confident in that because that is your beauty add to society like we need you to be who you are, not what people expect you to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Um, and the same with men. Any men listening to this, you know, I, 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 I'm definitely sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, <laughs> no, no, not that I was thinking it out. No, because I was thinking sympathetic or empathetic, yeah. but I'm not a man, so yeah, sympathetic. Yeah. To the fact that the pressures that exist are massive. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. A, a huge, and we all propagate it. And I think that you have to take time to be an individual and go through your own journey, feel all the emotions. Mm. And when you do meet the person, not just a woman, but you meet a person, not just a man, but a person, 
walk that out in the beauty of what it is, you know, and not just what you expect it to be or think it has to be. Mm-hmm. Now, to wrap up, Courtney, how do we make the distinction between, as women, mm. between having standards mm. and putting men under undue pressure? Oh, I think your standards complement who you are. Mm-hmm. I think undue pressure can sometimes be not giving people the room to evolve mm. into who they need to be. Yeah, right? yeah. I think that undue pressure is like, why haven't you got X, Y, Z? You're mm. a man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Let that person evolve. And they might not be at the stage where they need to be with you. Yeah. You should be also free to let them go and evolve into who it is that they need to be. A standard is, this is where I am and this is where I see myself going. I want someone with these qualities because it complements that. Yeah. And it works well and in tandem with that. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to compromise on that because then it would derail me. Mm -hmm. And of course Mm -hmm. there is then, you're not just taking someone on this journey with you. You're going on a journey with them as well. So there's, there's compromise in that sense. Yeah. Um, But you have to be happy to come to that compromise. But undue pressure is like, why aren't you X, Y, Z? This is my expectations of a man. Yeah. But what about this person's, this person's dreams, this person's destiny, this person's character and this person's journey. Mm. They're still on that and you're going to be a part of that. Mm. Are you going to give them the room to evolve? Yeah. You don't have to be there for everyone's evolution. You may decide I I, I can't help you in this stage or it's, it's a bit of a waste of time for me. Yeah. That's fine. You know, that's fine. Don't use people and don't give people false hope either. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I think it's really about, okay, standards are what complements me in my future. Mm-hmm undue pressure is this is what i expect of you because society says so mm. um and it's it's not about that you two are going to come into you know agreement as two people who work and complement each other mm-hmm. not just trying to fulfill these archetypes yeah how about you oh courtney i think you've put it so beautifully i don't even know if i have much to add to that i love that <laughs> especially what you said about that the idea of being complementary to somebody mm. that's really what a standard is it's really about you two coming yeah. together do you complement together yeah. do you match as opposed to pressure is just about where do they fall short mm. and can you do it now or yesterday mm. like there's that time bound like there's that time element yeah. that's added to the pressure yeah. so like when are we going to get married yeah. when are you going to provide for me when will you do xyz for me when are you going to match up to what society says you should be mm. to me as opposed to internally, these are the principles that I hold for myself and yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. Can we, do we have synergy around that? Mm, so so good. that's what I would say to that. But <laughs> unfortunately, we have come to that time where we have to say goodbye. Oh, Aww. the radio, the radio voice is really hitting it me. Really it's really, is coming, I, through. Oh, it's really <laughs> coming through. It's really coming through. But please, please, please let us know what you have to say about high value men and resting into your feminine energy. Yeah, of course. And you can tweet us using the hashtag to my sisters and be sure to sign up to the weekly mailing list where we share our exclusive glow and grow tips weekly. And of course, we will talk to you very soon on YouTube, Ooh. Apple, and Spotify, yes. Google Podcasts. Who are we? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But as always, sis, keep glowing and growing. Hold up. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 